will eat bread and the kingdom of God is blessed. A man was given a large banquet and invited many at the time of the banquet. He sent his slave or servant to tell those who were invited, come because everything is ready. But without exception, they all began to make excuses. We could use reality excuses, what we were just talking about, but we'll just stick to the storyline here. <laughs> what um, verse were you in just now? Uh, 18. The person said to him, I have bought a field. I must go out and see it. So what you just read said these were... Um, this was an invite to this banquet to mm -hmm. Jewish people? Is that what it said? Oh, yeah, what I pulled up online here. So, I mean, I, I guess that my question is, is this kind of getting to the, it was offered to the Jews first and they didn't <clears throat> they didn't respond, so then Jesus said, we'll go to get everybody. Yeah, see, this one, it says in Matthew. I just bought five yoke of oxen, it says, and I'm on my mm -hmm. way to try them out. Please excuse me. I guess that's just like buying a car or something nowadays. I'm going to go drive it. Another one said, I just got married. <laughs> that's a pretty good excuse, though. I mean, I just got married. I can't go. If to you this just got married, why are you out here hanging out? <laughs> that's true. Because how, I just got married. <laughs> how are you even uh, available to be invited? So the slave came back, or servant came back and reported these things to his master. Then, in anger, the master of the house told his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the city and bring back in here the poor, maimed, blind, and lame. Master, what you ordered has been done, but there's still room. And I got, look, I actually got 23 circled. Then the master told the slave, go out into the highways and the lanes and make them come in so that my house may be filled. For I tell you, not one of those men who were invited will enjoy my banquet. Basic. Let, me the, let me hit the intro music. I, already, I recorded all that, but let me hit the intro music so you can tell them what you're I even talking you're about. I recording you because you slid them things on. Yeah, let me tell you what. You know, we'll tell you what Mike's got, a, got him going tonight. Welcome to MZBC, the podcast for February the 15th, 2022, the day after Valentine's Day. Mike, did you celebrate Valentine's Day? You, you have a Valentine's Day. I did. Uh -huh. I started catching a vibe yesterday. I was okay. like, yeah, I better go get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you waited until yesterday to get it? I waited. The day was almost over. I was like, yeah, we we better go get something. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> At least you did that. That's good. I always, uh, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but uh, I ordered this C's candy uh, at some place out of California. Um, a church member introduced me to them like five years ago, and Heather loves it. And so I just jump on their website, order it. It gets delivered. I don't have to go out. We don't do cards. I mean, cards are a waste of time. You're going to write a card. Someone's going to throw it away. I mean, it's okay. We live together. I know you love me. So here's some candy. Or it could just be life. an obligation like work. It is. An, I wonder how much money people spend on Valentine's. You could probably Google, and it's probably in the upwards of almost a billion dollars, if not more than multiple billions, um, for people to prove that they love their significant other. And 
my wife would I would say that I should love her so much every other day of the year she already knows she's loved and she might not agree but I would say that just to how's that go over it's going okay <laughs> <laughs> I have better days and I have See, worse that, days now I'll, I will confess there been have been for times, 22 years so it's going okay there have been times where it's one extreme to the other mm-hmm. and and Haley gets it, but Haley's also a female, so I have to try to keep that in mind. She is a female. Uh-huh. Um, the <clears> words <throat> and um, ideas and descriptions that Mike's about to say do no way represent MTB <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so it's either I, I, for instance, one time I had my neighbor before he moved. I said, hey, here's $100. I don't even think it was any kind of special day. It, Haley would remember. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if it was a special day or I was like, hey, here's $100. I said, go buy me all the flowers this will buy. Because mm-hmm. he, he had a friend at a florist. And he come back, and I mean, it was a buku. I mean, like they were in summer in buckets oh, and yeah. roses, all, nice. all kinds of these flowers. And so I hit them. Some, I hit them in the house somewhere where we live now. And... I guess Haley went somewhere or something. Well, I set them all up in our bathroom. Man. I just set them all up in there. Didn't say anything. She'd come home, and, you know, just hanging out, and she never saw them until she went in the bathroom. Said, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> and then other days, like yesterday, I didn't do anything. Yeah. So it was one extreme to the other. But I was starting to get a vibe because Haley, she's, she's in the – any holiday, any birthday, I mean, she's she's, she's over man. the top, all mm-hmm. always, mm-hmm. always has been. And she did this big shindig for me and Levi. And so what I did, the truck I was working on, I was like, <clears throat> I started catching a vibe at the end of the day. I was like, <sighs> all right, I better <laughs> do something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, yeah. So I'm like, hey, wise to do that because she was off yesterday, so mm-hmm. I was hanging out with her a little bit. I was like, hey, what if we go pick up Levi in this truck? Mm -hmm. Because it it set up more. She goes, all right. So we went to the school, picked Levi up. Well, on the way home, I'm just, I'm acting like I'm test driving the truck because I was working on it. She goes, where are we going? I said, well, I'm just test driving the truck. So we pull up in the Hingles parking lot. I looked at Haley. I was like, Haley, you stay here. Levi, come on, let's go. Hey, but she, it, but about the time we pulled up the parking lot, she got on the phone. She goes, "What's going on?" It's like they're just being men. Yeah, like, yeah. Wait until the last minute. <laughs> I'm glad Eagles had something um, for you to get. Luckily, they weren't sold out. But thankfully, I was able to salvage what was left of the day. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So we had a soccer practice last night, and it was like another day. So we did dinner together and gave candy and. I think Heather sends our kids stuff. I think your kid, uh, Levi, also. They go to the same school. Yeah, see, I didn't even know she did that. Yeah, and they, they let you order stuff there. Just yeah. another way to make a little more, take a little couple more of our bucks, you know, out of our pocket. So they get delivered, like, Chick-fil-A biscuits, um, some chocolate, some this, that, and the other. So they get treated well. We got rectangle pizza when I was in school. Yeah, it was so good, too. <laughs> The rectangle pizza, got. you might get a little corn on the side, like a little roll. And then At you the had end like of the week, if you saved up your whole milk. lunch ticket and you punched it all, you get like a free ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. 
at at the school my kids go to now, and <coughs> your son is in the little grades. So mm-hmm. I don't think they let them have free run of the lunchroom like you do when you get older. But you know they have ice cream and you know these chocolate bars and stuff. I'll it's drop like, Levi off there, and I still walk him in, and I guess they eat uh, early drop offs in the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. And I walk through their little cafe thing. Oh, yeah. They're like chefs in there. Mm-hmm. It's like With the what? little hats on and everything. What do you do? What is And it's this? all you can eat buffet every day. Is it really? It's not like <clears throat> we went through the line. Here's your. They'll have a board. It's like these. Today's menu. Sweet potatoes are from Calcutta, Alabama. It's like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> they eat well. It's like, what do you eat for lunch? Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Yeah. <laughs> but I used to love, the only thing I used to love uh, in high school lunch was when they had fried chicken day. I mean, and that was like the best day. I, I don't remember getting fried chicken. You don't? I feel like it was like always on a Wednesday or always on a Friday. It was always a certain day. And that was the day when everybody was in line trying to get it and all this stuff. Yeah, we, yeah, I don't know if we had that. Day. High school lunches have drastically improved since you and i were were making our way through the of course we were both probably in public school we definitely were our yeah. our kids are not yeah, we turned out okay school. yeah after we found the bible <laughs> doing all right doing all right now doing all right now <laughs> that's a true statement um but yeah so how's my valentine's going i've been married 22 years so it probably started out really like something back in the day and now it's just like Here's candy. Here's so, this. Take you're taking the lines at the soccer practice. Okay, cool. I'll see you later. And it's just like I actually went to the driving range. She went to soccer practice. I went to the driving range, and that was a wrap. So it's a good night. Um, but what you heard Mike and I talking about when we first got going here was the Super Bowl to start. Um, Mike was heavily involved in it. He he watched every play. He, he knew all the commercials. He really enjoyed the halftime show. I mean, all that kind of stuff was what. He was talking about none of that. Mm-hmm. He didn't even know who was playing until mm-hmm. last week, and he doesn't know who won. This is what he told me when I said, Mike, who won the game? What would you say? The one with the most points. The one with the most points. And he's <laughs> right. They did. They did win the game. And so um, they pulled it off. Matt Stafford told you last week I didn't want him to win because he has his Georgia Bulldog ties and all that. But Is he the one? He was the one. But he did well. I mean, it was a great game. Now, was he, he a, a player or a coach? He's the quarterback, man. He the was player, the quarterback. Okay. He played 12 <coughs> years, 12 terrible years in the city of Detroit for a football team that was horrible. And so he moves to L.A. this one year, and they win the Super Bowl. And so good for him. I mean, he deserves it. He, he's a good dude. Um, I don't know about his personal life, but on the football field, he's a good dude. But he really did have this, like, magician type play last night where he was looking off to the right and then threw the ball back this way without even looking so he earned it it was pretty cool but that got mike looking at to how many people watched the halftime video and just, just to clarify yeah i've done this before just not tonight yeah he's not just I, i've he's, done this before he's reiterating a point yeah. that we're trying to nail home and then we're going <laughs> to ask the question so what do we do with it? Because mm-hmm. I think what we're going to say here is something that Jesus was even dealing with in this day where um, priorities and likes and different things are are just out of whack. And so Mike was looking at the YouTube viewings for not the Super Bowl, but just the halftime show. I did look up the Super Bowl and it was like 100 point something million or 101 point something million people watch the super bowl and i guess we'll also say just so we won't get any hate mail uh-huh. 
We're not against the Super Bowl. No, loved it. Yeah. We're not the against sports or, one of the best or whoever performs. Not against that. We're no. just we're just looking just at making a point. Making, making a, a point. point. Yeah. Statistics speaking. Statistics. Yeah. So 101 million people watched it. That's a third of the U.S. because there's 300 and something million people in the in the United States. There's billions over the world. Who knows how many people watched it worldwide? And then Mike was looking in the halftime show, which, in my opinion. Um, was one of the better halftime shows that I've watched in the last few years. Um, the, some of the bands they typically have are either older or outdated. No one knows who they are. Maybe there were some young kids that didn't know who some of these performers were, but these people that performed this year were like in my heyday of, I'll start it by saying this, my heyday of not knowing Jesus <laughs> and, and living life uh, to the fullest. Um but the yeah. music has a good sound, and, you know, I, they cleaned up all the lyrics for the Super Bowl, so that was good, too. So anytime you can get Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, uh, don't, I'm dating myself because I ha- don't have any idea. I know who he is, but I have no idea what – I know one song that he sings, and the one he sang at the Super Bowl was not the one I knew, so it's like I don't even know what you're doing now. And then 50 Cent was, was on there, and God bless 50 Cent, but the last time he was on television, he was probably – 60 to 75 pounds lighter than he was the other night and so he used to have like a six pack and was ripped and if you saw it the other night he he always wore a bulletproof vest he did always wear a bulletproof vest i mean when you hang around the people he hangs around in those circles i mean people do get shot when's the last time you've been to the country people get shot out there too (laughs) but see the difference is in the country you won't know it <laughs> in the country, it could be a stray buckshot that just sprayed the wrong <coughs> way or something. That's usually what what we say. Yeah, so well, guy, I didn't know it was over. So there. we were we were talking about that and the number of viewers and the number of people that look at different things, and then base, and not basing it, but kind of contrasting that to how many people listen to um, the Duck Dynasty podcast. The uh, unashamed podcast or yeah. watch a Billy Graham uh, sermon any or kind of a Christian related yeah. podcast or yeah. anything YouTube like that channel. and oh. you can go look at our views and see that we're not even anywhere close to anyone in this world we do it for the um, call to obedience and surrender we don't do it for the the numbers or else we would have quit after the first week and so we do it and then a week later we go back to work yeah <laughs> Because <laughs> it's like, man, it's sure We do it uh, for a couple of reasons. One, we enjoy it. It just gives us a time just to do something different that everyone's not doing. So I think that's kind of good. Show them that we are human beings. Yeah. And that people just see, look, we don't have it all figured out at all. Um, but the Bible says that we don't. And Jesus still died for us. And so in your face. We can still do this, so <laughs> we keep moving on. But something we got in the discussion, if, if, if thousands of people are, are watching the halftime show via YouTube and millions of people are watching the Super Bowl um, doing things, people planned probably their Super Bowl parties for months at a time or weeks at a time and, and, and just different things in life. How do we, the church, how do we people like trying to um, impact for the gospel, how do you even make a dent in that? Like, how do you even, there's so many things that lead people towards that. There's the um, the lack of accountability, maybe. Like, you don't have to answer to anything. It's just like, mm-hmm. here I am enjoying something that feels good and looks good, and you're all in it. Um, and I'm not knocking that. It, it was part of my life for a long time. Um, now that I see the other side of it, you can have, like, 
the overall experience but not let it completely control your life and that's one way to look at it but other people just dive all the way in that and they can't even see how you could appreciate that for what it is and and, and, and then still yeah and then Jesus some of them say it well it's just a party it's to get together and fellowship it's like well so it's church and you said one thing a, a minute ago you said that some people's excuse well it's a once in a lifetime thing yeah like not not necessarily the game i mean because i mean they have a super bowl every year right that's right yeah so they have uh, that every year's different teams i get that but i think the commercials and the halftime shows what really they're probably looking forward to more than unless you're going to the game unless you like are a <coughs> fan of one of the teams or yeah something yeah. of that nature of course uh they're like well it's a once in a lifetime deal it's like so is salvation. <laughs> I say because if you go to fellowship and hang out and be around like-minded people and I understand, you know, some people won't drink, that's fine. And, or whatever they want to do at a party or at the game. And I mean, some people, they'll they'll save up money to do a, a party or go hang out tailgate or whatever. Never understood tailgate thing, but that's a different story. But, uh, it's a once in a lifetime deal it's like I get it but so is salvation mm-hmm. it's like because on the way home from party you could die <laughs> you could get hit by one of them drunk dudes coming home from the Super Bowl party yeah, <laughs> and no end doubt. up dead no doubt um, so it's a once in a lifetime deal it's like so is salvation so I mean isn't that that's the that's the battle that's been happening since creation. Ever <clears throat> since the serpent crept into Eve's thought pattern and led mm-hmm. her to Noah tried to tell him, "Hey, y'all gonna die if you don't get on this boat." He's like, "It, it don't even rain here. What what is rain?" Yeah. It's like there's gonna come a lot of water. That's how crazy people think you and I sound when we say you should turn from that and this guy died for you. you yeah. Should believe- should, they're like, what are these? And then all of a sudden, you know, about? I think it was 75-year span that it took to, to build the boat. And all of a sudden. It never rained. It never rained. He's it, building a boat. They, and they say it never rained no in theory. Around. They say it's never rained because it wasn't mentioned. Yeah. Up right. to right. that point. Yeah. It could have rained. We're just going to take it at face value. You it think a few rain. storms blew through and he was like, see, this might. Oh, that wasn't it. Uh, oh, this might. Well, nope. Oh, <laughs> Wind picked up a little bit on that one. Uh, maybe the next one. Just just give it some time. Be ready. But then when it did start raining, these people are like, let us in. Noah's like, I don't control the door. Mm-hmm. I just built it. Everything's in here. We got all our food. We planned ahead for the big party. Mm-hmm. You're out. Yeah. And, the, I and guess then in that story, I was like, I wonder if all the fish drowned too. Because it said everything. Fish are Animals, everything. We're used to this. We're good. Yeah. It's like just a lot more water. Just something I think about. I've never thought about that. It's it said the birds, the animals, yeah. humans, everything. Yeah. It's like, what about the fish? <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why. Hey, they had plenty to eat for a little while. And I'm gonna say, maybe that's why there's so many species of fish that we don't even know what they are right now. Yeah. Like you can't even go down that deep, and maybe they were... Uh, they but might but he run into the Noah. same thing. It's like, I'm telling y'all, you need to repent. Mm-hmm. You need to repent and turn back to God. And, I mean, to be the devil's advocate and, like, speak 
I guess what I thought when I was people were telling me that and I was living my best life that's not any fun no. like you're trying to take away everything that's fun you want me to not that you think is fun well yeah that's what I'm sure. saying you want me to take away partying and this and that and I enjoy this feeling and I enjoy that and and and, and it's so hard to explain to someone I get that like I've mm-hmm. walked down that yeah, road I get it but the scripture says that Jesus, God, will change the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. What, what, what now is like the most important thing to you and you can't live without it, you think? If you start walking the journey with Jesus and you start letting him change you from the inside out, you don't desire the same things. Mm-hmm. You don't want the same things. And people are like, well, I can never see my life without going out with my friends here and doing this and doing that. And you're like, well, I mean, you, you can't see it right now. But it goes back to that Jesus will open your eyes. Like you, you don't even know right now that you you're blind. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that spiritual blindness. It's not the physical in the dark blindness. It's I don't even see that side. It goes of back to John Newton. I think it was John Newton wrote Amazing Grace. Mm-hmm. Right, John Newton uh, said, "I once was blind, but now I see." Mm-hmm. And and I I have a confession. There's times where, and I told Haley, I said, you know, there's times where we're just hanging out and you got a fire in the backyard and hanging out. I said, I'd like to have a cigar. I said, why do we as humans want stuff that is so bad for us <laughs> to to desire something like that? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she's like, sometimes she goes, I've. She was like a social smoker. Every now and then she'll smoke yeah. one. Uh, she goes, sometimes I'll have a... An urge. An urge uh-huh. for a cigarette. Yeah. I said, why do we want stuff that we know is just going to destroy our health? And that's what we and want. And I've heard people say in the past, I, I'm not. A, this is not an original thought, but when you first smoked a cigarette, it kind of gave you like this little headache and you almost got sick, but you kept doing it until your body got acclimated to it and then you could just smoke and you worked towards being able to do that when you first drank your first sip of alcohol it made you feel terrible probably the first couple mm-hmm. of times because i give it a chance it'd be all right yeah, I, <laughs> we, we persevere through that yeah and and so many people do but when it comes to the things of god to like be on a be on a strict like regiment of reading the scripture or being around godly mm-hmm. people or not participating in that it's like i can't do that but you were able to do all this other stuff like i told a guy here we had class here you know years ago mm-hmm. and the guy's like man i just like smoking pot i'm like i said well, why don't you just try the bible thing you know so you gave pot a chance <laughs> won't you give the bible a chance mm-hmm. so i used to smoke pot too mm-hmm. i was like you know You'll go out of your way. You'll go miles out of your way for that. Crazy things you'll do. All you yeah. got to do is probably walk in your grandmother's living room and there's probably a Bible sitting there. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, next time you get the munchies, go to your grandmother's, grab you a chicken leg out of the refrigerator and just sit down and open the Bible. Give it a chance. I was talking to a young lady on Sunday and she's doing the um, Daniel fast. Mm-hmm. You know, have you heard of the Daniel mm-hmm. fast? Yeah, so she's doing that and she said that... Um, Someone was asking her, like, like, why aren't you doing that? And she's like, for every time that I want to get some ice cream or a Twinkie or this or that, I just pray to God and say, you know, God, control my this. Control. She's like, it's forcing me to have this conversation with God multiple times a day. And so mm-hmm. in trying to get away from those things that we think we can't live without, 
if you like I'm, I'm agreeing with you if you will just try it God's bigger than it and can show you a whole nother thing but but that's the, what they've been battling since this day mm-hmm. so then that brought Mike to the parable of um, the, the great banquet yeah and basically, we don't have to read the whole thing, but basically there's a dude throwing it's a It's short. I'll read it. I'll read it. You got it highlighted. That's it. Yeah. And it's, uh, I'm going to be in Luke 14. It's Luke 14. It's verses 15 to 23 or 24. 24. It says, when one of those who reclined at the table with him, Jesus, heard these things, he said to him, the one who will eat bread, the one who will eat bread in the kingdom of God is blessed. Well, you know, I would think so, because if you're up there in heaven, you made it. Okay? No more struggles. (laughs) Said verse 16. Then he told them, a man was given a large banquet and invited many. At the time of the banquet, he sent his slave, and I'm I'm just going to change all the word slaves to servant, so people won't get misconstrued. it the wrong way? Yeah. So mine, it's all slave, but I'm gonna, I'm just going to say servant. <clears throat> At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who were invited, come because everything is now ready. But without exception, they all began to make excuses. And I'm going to say that this was you and me. Not with these excuses, but making them. Yeah, you fill in our own excuses, yeah. but same <clears throat> The first one said to him, I have bought a field, and I must go out to see it. I ask you to excuse me. Another one said, I bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm going to try them out. I ask you to excuse me. The other said, I just got married, and therefore I'm unable to come. <laughs> because he's married, or he just got married? Yeah. <laughs> he got plans. Uh, you, you just fill it in. So the servant came back and reported these things to his master. Then in anger, the master of the house told his servant, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the city and bring in here the poor, maimed, blind, and lame. And I could probably pretty much be all four of them. Mm-hmm. Um, master, the uh, servant said, uh, what you ordered has been done, and there's still room. Then the master told the servant, Go out into the highways and lanes and make them come in, so that my house may be filled. For I tell you, not one of those men who were invited will enjoy my banquet. So it, it really, this parable is really aimed toward uh, the Jews. Jews with the big J, the 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 Mophanese of the, of the day, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then he's like, you know, if you're not gonna come in, somebody's gonna come in. And why that led me, we talked about the the views of the football game mm-hmm. in contrast to views of anything Christian related. Mm-hmm. And, and I was out. Now, don't take me wrong, folks. I used to be on the, the secular side of it. So I'm not degrading anybody. We're just, like we said before, we're just trying to make a point. Uh, come in. That's mm-hmm. all you got to do. I say, give it a chance. <clears throat> and I, and again, you know, I've used this before. And 
and, and I guess it kind of goes back to why are we so against this? Because this, this is the root of life, mm-hmm. this book. And Satan knows that. So that's why all through these years, and just a little bit I've read and trying to recount from the 60s up till now, a lot of this has been in the legal system, and this is getting pushed further and further and further out. And then people are saying, yeah, man is passing these laws where I can live how I want without accountability to anybody. But then they're going to turn around. It's like, but why is America in such bad shape? You can't figure this out. Mm -hmm. You're going to follow man, but man's laws is going against this and it's pushing it out. And if it wasn't for the founding fathers, this would never, wouldn't be here right now Mm -hmm. because they based it on the uh, Christianity. It's like, don't you even remember why people came over here? to America Mm. to get out from tyranny of Great Britain and the Catholics so that's why they came over here and then they're like man they got it made over there we need to go over there and tax them and get (laughs) some more money and that's where we get all the the war started Mm -hmm. the red coats are coming why because we got it made over here and they want some of it Mm -hmm. no we're free over here you go back over there yeah Uh, it's it's a question that we're, we can't answer tonight, and I think it's the whole, like, challenge and the struggle the church faces and the global church, the not Mount Zion Baptist Church, the church, and, and all the people that God has brought together that I was talking about Sunday with, with different gifts and skills and talents all to be used for God's glory. You're so outnumbered by mm-hmm. everything else. And, and Jesus was outnumbered, obviously. Jesus said, if they hate me, then they're definitely not going to like you. And so that that's difficult. Yeah. And, I mean, literally at the end, he was standing alone. Yeah. And I said on Sunday when we were going through Colossians, and the very beginning, Paul tells them, ever since I've heard um, from Epaphras that you guys are living in this faith, you're showing love, and you're you have this hope that's grounded in the the real story of the gospel, the true message of the gospel. And then he went on to say that I always pray for you to have knowledge of God's will. But then he also said patience and endurance. And I thought that was like the real main point of my lesson last week was like, I'm good on one. The other one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <I'm, laughs> well, And those change for me sometimes. Sometimes my endurance is better and I can like stick it out. Other times I'm patient in situations, but then, on other times, it's complete opposite. Yeah. I, I don't even want to try anymore. My endurance is gone and my patience is worn out. Like, I got I got nothing for y'all. So I thought this, um, as we said in Proverbs, there was, there's stuff all throughout Scripture that speak of when evil wins that it's going to be brief. That when things of this world, secular things that are pulling mm-hmm. people away from God, that, that actually may sound good to your ears, that may look good to your eyes, it may even feel good in your mm-hmm. soul. Um, are not godly, and they're going to lead you to a place you don't even know they're trying to lead you to. And there's scripture that says, you know, like the the grass will wither and the flowers will fade, but the word of God. What will is man? What is it? Carry on. What is for, mankind that you are 
aware of them it's here today and gone tomorrow yeah it just withers like the grass. life is nothing like but a vapor it says mm-hmm. so it's here and it's gone but i thought this was interesting um this is the very beginning of the book of proverbs and it's all about wisdom and and, and it says out in the open wisdom calls aloud she raises her voice in the public square it's basically what you and i are doing our public squares where, where are you at uh, proverbs Tell 1 proverbs verse 20 yeah. This is that's what we're doing. We're in the public square. It's just through a podcast form now. But every Sunday morning, I'm in the public square. When you're out on your jobs and you're talking, you're in the public square. And it says that you're raising out your voice uh, on the top of the wall. She cries out at the city gate and she makes her speech. How long you who are simple, will you love your simple ways? And how long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? Repent at my rebuke. Same thing we said they've been screaming since the beginning of time. Repent, repent, repent. Mm-hmm. Turn back to the Lord. And you said Noah was telling them and, and other people were telling them. And it just says, and then in verse 23, I will pour out my thoughts to you. I will make known to you my teachings. But since you refuse to listen when I call and no one pays attention when I stretch out my hand, since you disregard all my advice and do not accept my rebuke, I will turn and I will laugh when disaster strikes you, I will mock when calamity overtakes you. And when calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster sweeps over you like a whirlwind, when distresses and troubles overwhelm you, then they will call on me, but I will not answer. I mean, it's, we want to live our mm-hmm. life and do our thing. And the whole time there are people screaming out truth to us like, this is the truth. This is how you should be. And then when life hits the fan... You want to turn, and God says, well, wisdom in this moment says. I had a great conversation yesterday with a guy, and he said he was raised in uh, Catholic. Mm-hmm. So, okay. And because I told him about our podcast that we had going on, <clears throat> I said, the, the way that I approach people, because you mentioned earlier, how do you approach somebody? Yeah. Like tell how do you them approach that, them with this good news? You're not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> I said the way that I kind of do it is I'm not going to talk to you about the way you live in your life because if you're living your life a certain way and it's all worldly you know it's not always right mm-hmm. you like, well I'm a good person I was like this don't matter mm-hmm. I said the, the way that I like to talk to people is I'm like I'm going to tell you how God wants us to do it because when I if if we just stick to this his word then it's going to affect people and they're going to be like well I'm not living all of my life that way Mm -hmm. so they'll God will talk to them we just deliver the message to them and it is it going to take root or or is it not we might just plant the seed Somebody else come along, say something else. Well, it it'll bud up, <clears throat> sprout through the ground. Okay, it's just taken. Because at the end of the day, I was, a conversation I had uh, several months back, at the end of last year, I said, at the end of the day, it's that person's heart. It's going to be up to them ultimately mm-hmm. whether they accept God. Because God's not going to make you do it. It's like, here I am. I've got people... All these people out here telling you about who I am, and they're following me. They're telling you how to do it. It's up to you if you want to take it or not. Mm-hmm. But if you do, this is what I'll give you. But if you don't, 
this is what you're going to get. Mm -hmm. So he tells you what he'll give you, and he tells you what you will get. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's been reminded to me, hell was not made for man. It said it was made for Satan and his angels. Mm -hmm. It was man was never meant to go to hell. So God said, I put before you life and death. If you follow me, I'll bless you for a thousand years, thousand generations. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, it's going to be bad news. Mm -hmm. So he's laying it out there. He's not hiding anything from you. And it's and then we still say, now nah, we got this. It's like, okay, Some it's your choice. Honestly, think get to a place <laughs> where their life is, I guess, maybe such a struggle or it's just they don't understand the whole truth of God and stuff. So they're okay with that. They're like, yeah, you're right. My life is jacked up. Whatever. I'm having a great time. Mm -hmm. This is the way I was raised. It's mm -hmm. like, so you were raised this mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. And, okay, th this is the way I was raised, whether what language or lifestyle or whatever. Well, that's the way I was raised. Okay, well, you're at the point now in your life, you can learn something else. Mm -hmm. Me and somebody were talking today. Uh, a girl I went out I working on a truck this morning, she knows absolutely nothing about lift gates, and that's why I was there. And I always try to tell them everything I do, and I'll show it to them. I'm like, that's one thing about human life. Your learning capacity never gets full. Hmm. You can learn until the day you die. So when people say, well, this is the way I was raised. This is the way I've always done it. Well, you're at the point now in your life, you can learn to do it another way. <laughs> yeah. There's many men, women, moms, dads, leaders of families, whatever, that use that excuse for sure. Mm -hmm. And that's a great word. Well, okay, I understand that, but you can be different. You don't need to create the same circle Like if of you're chaos. 10 year old, uh, 13 year old 13 son, year old, yeah. it's like, well, this is the way I was learned. Okay, that I get it. Mm -hmm. You're 13. Mm -hmm. This is the way, if the, this is the way your teacher is showing you, I'm going to try to do it that way because that's mm -hmm. the way she's teaching you. But if you're 45, 50, well, this is the way I've always been. Okay, you can do it another way. You're old enough now, you can do it a different way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this scripture, uh, Proverbs 1, it wraps up like this. I like it. Uh, verse um, 28 was what I just read that said, Then they will call me, but I will not answer. They will look for me, but they won't find me. It says, Since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord, since they would not accept my advice and they spurned my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. We've talked about that before, like we're all here to produce fruit so you can look around your life and like what kind of fruit is my life producing? Is it rotten, sour, braunchy fruit over here? Or is it like the, yeah. the good, it, pristine And ironically, stuff? not to cut you off, but today's word was produce fruit in keeping with repentance. There you go. Yeah, and then right. so it wraps up like right. this. It says they would be filled with the fruit of their schemes for the waywardness of the simple will kill them and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear or harm. So, like you said, you, here's life, here's death. You choose. Mm -hmm. and It's it, not like he's hiding it from you. Yeah. He lays it out very plainly and doesn't keep it a secret. And it's like, here it is, guys. I mean, 
You're right, because there's so many people that uh, live in tough situations, and they've experienced tough situations since they were kids, and they feel like it's the circle of life that has to just keep going. Mm-hmm. And I know for my family, um, my brother, my two brothers and my sister and myself, so I'm the oldest of four, um, our childhood was one of, I don't know, just like I told you before, my parents had me at a young age, and so I couldn't imagine having four kids by the time you were like mm, 26, 8, somewhere around there. Can you imagine that? I couldn't. And so I think back I on that. I pushed out as far as I could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so when I think back on that, you're like, well, my childhood was this, and I experienced that and, and other things. You're like, man, you were being raised by a child, basically. Um, and so you understand their their position and, and, and life happens. But that can't just continue to happen in my life. Like mm-hmm. if I want my children to be different and live different and see the world from a different angle, then I can change that and you can change that. And I just talked to my sister. Uh, she called me last week. Um, it must have been when I came home from the podcast. Maybe it was the day before. I don't remember. But we don't talk on the phone. Like I'm not a phone talker. You know that. Text me. Can you? Is this textable before you actually call me? She called me and we talked on the phone literally for two hours. And she was just telling me life experiences that she had that I had never heard of before because I had already moved out and was in the army and I was grown. Mm-hmm. And she she's was younger. Like, she's a, you she's were older. She's 10 years younger than me. Okay. And so when I was in the army. At, How does that make you feel? Pretty old. 10 years older. Old, yeah. <laughs> so when I was in the army and I was like 20, 21, 22, 23, she was mm-hmm. 10, 11, 12, 13 going through like some pretty rough life things mm-hmm. that I never even knew about. And she was telling me all about them. And I was like, wow to know where she is now and to know where my other brothers are now and like where I am and it's all God because we're all born again now and and once we started walking that direction uh, God obviously works in your life but it's just a miracle I'm, I guess I'm backing up your point mm-hmm. you don't have to keep hanging on to that crutch yeah. of it's always been that way or whatever and we can but, make it but change. at the same time I mean you get comfortable with it and that's what you know yeah it, it, it's hard to to get off of that because that's what you know. There was a, uh, Pastor Chris and I had this discussion a long time ago. <clears throat> um, he grew up in church. Now, he wasn't always, like all of us, a straight, narrow guy. He mm-hmm. was like all of us. But we, he had this saying that he would say that would have worked probably in his day. He used to say, when you don't know what to do, do what, do you, what know. you know. Yeah. I and remember one day <laughs> he said that, and I thought, hmm. Now, what I know to do in this situation is not godly. Yeah. Like, I would go turn to a substance or I would turn to a person or something. A, so we talked yeah. to that. I said, hey, you ever thought about, like, when you say you what don't know what saying? to do, do what you know? Yeah. What if what I know is I'm going to go get high or mm-hmm. I'm going to go have a drink? Like, what do you say to that? And he was like, you know what? That's a good I've point. never thought about that. Because mm-hmm. he grew up in a situation in a family where yeah. – do what you know because you were taught the right way everybody's not that and so mm-hmm. when you don't know what to do do what god says yeah <laughs> it changed it to that but that was a that was a just a revelation to us one day when we were talking and um yeah i mean you can change your family line you can change the direction of a whole group of people and i think we got on this topic just by saying how easily our priorities are out of whack mm-hmm. and how we have such a hard time these people were like i just got married i just bought this i just yeah. did that and the whole time god is like well okay i mean i'm having the best party you could possibly mm-hmm. go to but if and, and all through the bible it's repent 
-hmm. and have life. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, I came to give life and give it to the full. You know, apart from me, you can do nothing. You know, it's it's all being connected, as he said, to the vine. Mm -hmm. I'm the vine, you're the branch. I love it. Yeah, that's my favorite. And as long as you stay with me, you will produce fruit. Mm -hmm. And like Matthew 3, 8 says, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And then I had a dream the other night. Have you ever wondered just where dreams? Yeah. But it's like there's no flow to it. It's Mm -mm. But that's the way mine are. I don't know yeah. about yours. Mine is like, I, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> no, of course. It's in my head, and I have no idea what it means. <laughs> and I'm sit, I'm like sitting around the table eating with these people that I could really care less about mm-hmm. in real life. Mm-hmm. And one dude leaned over to me. He said, if you ask me for repentance, I'll forgive you. And I leaned back to him. I'm like, so will you. <laughs> he was referring to me asking for his forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I was referring to him, if you ask Jesus to forgive you, you'll be forgiven. I think that uh, if someone that reads dreams and like could break that down for you, there there's a relationship somewhere along the line that needs to be mended. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's part of life. Yeah, no doubt. He could be your best friend. It's like, yeah, that that's some rough friendships. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It says your friends will tell you the truth. They will. And so, I mean, I guess the answer mm-hmm. is we just keep on keeping on. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just keep keep marching along because I don't think there will ever be a day and, until Jesus walks back on this earth that you'll get 101 million people to pay attention to something that's telling them to change their life. Yeah. I mean, if they... If hundreds and thousands of generations haven't listened, they weren't listening when it was right in front of them, they're not going to listen to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But something that God is very famous for, and you may have not really paid much mind to it, is he always used remnants. Just just a few people. He never used nations. Mm. We were discussing that in class this past Sunday. It's like, God God doesn't use nations. He uses people, Mm -hmm. remnants. He says, I have reserved 7,000 for me. Mm. Now, he will use nations to punish his people. But if that nation, his instrument of discipline, gets the ego, well, then he's going to punish them too. Mm Mm-hmm. So he doesn't use nations to change things. He uses people to change nations. Mm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so he always uses remnants. I like that. He used one man to change the entire history of the world. His world, he created. Mm-hmm. X amount of thousands of years later, this guy Jesus shows up claiming to be the Messiah. He knew it was going to be his death sentence, but he used him in 12 outcasts and he changed the entire world. Mm-hmm. He didn't use a, he didn't use the the nation of Israel. He used twelve people. I've never thought about it in that that way that he used a couple of people for a positive change. But when he was doing a ne- like a disciplining thing, it was the the whole. Yeah, which, like he used uh, Egypt mm-hmm. to punish his people, and then he released them. 
And then Egypt went after him. Well, he punished Egypt for going after him. Mm. He used Assyria. He used the Babylons. He used nations to punish his people. But if that nation got ego, well, is this not Babylon the Great, which I have built? Struck him down. Mm. And that's a real disease, by the way. I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> but having the mind of a cow, that's a real disease. Mad cow disease? It's not that. <laughs> But yeah. something I I actually looked it up and it's a real it's a real yeah. disease I believe it. Uh, so, so it's just two dudes. One's got hair and one struggling. Yeah, struggling heavily. Uh, <laughs> but let it grow out. It, there's patches that just don't grow back at all. So it's not even worth doing that. Does that run wa- in your family? Uh, actually, no. I mean, my brother's my brother's got a beautiful head of hair. Be- <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's just beautiful, long and flowing. He likes to shave it off every now and then just to change up his look. But when he lets it grow, I mean, to he's learn, got nice to, locks to of hair. learn a different thing. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, my grandmother's dad, I believe he was pretty bald. Um, my now, my grandfather now, was kind of like yours. Yeah. He, I think he had the Julius Caesar thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of had the Bailey thing, on, oh, you know, around here. But I, past her life, man. But see, my dad be an agent of change brings all I this think, I can't remember. I mean, he had he looked like a bear rug, but he couldn't grow any any of this. Mm-hmm. He grow mustache, but his hair, I mean, was thick, <laughs> and I don't think it all turned white. Yeah, but see, his, his dad, my grandfather, he he was. You know, like you. I have a picture of my dad when he was probably, I would say, 15 or 16 that I've seen, and he has an afro, and I'm, it's beautiful. Like, it's just <laughs> like, it is, he has black curly hair, oh. and it is just like out did, here. Did he have and, that pick with the flying fist oh, on I'm it? I'm sure he did. Is, I'm sure he did. <laughs> no, my dad, he definitely probably had a pick stuck in his side. I asked the guy, I think at high school, I said, why, why do you got a yard drink in your hair, man? <laughs> <laughs> my dad was uh, from Louisiana, so he's got like uh, he's got that Cajun look about him. So he's got the dark skin. He's got the you know the Indian blood flowing through there somewhere. Mm-hmm. So he was a cool looking dude. Uh, in this picture, I have uh, with his afro, and I think he was running track. So maybe it was looking kind of athletic too. But now, when he run, did they have him like slick it back <laughs> to keep the drag down? No. I was honestly like was a pro- parachute when you're jogging. I probably came into this world very shortly after that picture was <laughs> taken, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we uh, we uh, planned to talk about last week. We talked about Lazarus and Mary and Martha's brother, and Jesus came and see. And, even the Super Bowl affected us. Yeah. It did. Nobody so, can escape. Yeah. But I told Mike, I didn't even, the Super Bowl was fine, but I really cared way more about the, the golf tournament that was happening the whole weekend before that. Um, and if you want to talk about debauchery and uh, and people just having a really good time, that golf tournament is the one because it's like a, they build these grandstands around a couple of holes. I mean, when a guy made a hole in one, you should have just seen all the – beer and water and drinks that they were throwing out on really? the, like in celebration. Was it the cans or just the liquid? It was the cans. Yeah, and it was chunking all this stuff. And so there was a lot of stuff going on in that golf tournament that, not in the golf tournament, around the golf tournament that wasn't godly. And I guess I should repent, but I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. It was a lot of fun. It's like, man, um, I'm glad I'm not there. <laughs> no, actually, see, that's what I should have said. <laughs> Actually, I told my wife, we need to go to this. Like, we need to, I need to be in this. Was it here? 
It was in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. We're never going to go to it. But then when that guy made that hole-in-one and people started throwing drinks everywhere, she was like, uh, yeah, we're not going. <laughs> we're not going to that. She shut that down. So she shut that down quick. And I'm probably too old for that anyways. Like I would probably like it for about 20 minutes, and I'd be, it's too hot out here. And it's is loud Phoenix and hot right now? Phoenix is hot year round, I think. So yeah. Well, I know some parts of Arizona get snow. Well, not there, and it was a really cool tournament. Um, but yeah, that kind of stuff. Now, when they have big, in. do they have like a big Super Bowl golf tournament? Uh, the way that golf, they don't. They boil it down to um, the top players, obviously, because they're not teams, and they have like the um, the tour championship. When you would that a be the Masters? Isn't it? They have them at. So they have four tournaments that they call the majors, the Masters the Open, the British Open, and then the Players' Championship. Those are like the four big tournaments. But if you win any tournament throughout the year, you get like points for winning. I don't know what the number is. Whoever has the most points at the end of the year wins the whole thing. And the dude, remember last year I went to that golf tournament, me and Elijah, I don't know if you remember that. Um, we watched the very last tournament, and the dude that won that, I think he won $20 million. That it? That's it. Yeah, it's twenty million for hitting hitting that yeah. little white ball. Super hard, bro. It's super hard. It's harder than it looks. I'm telling you right now, as a guy that spends way too much money at the driving range and going to play golf, um, it's harder than it looks. But my point was, how many people's even, in this last game? How many people in that tournament? Is uh, it usually all the same, or is it's it usually all the same for like the big name tournaments? But there's so many people. I would guess there were probably. 120, and they play Thursday and Friday. And if you don't do well on Thursday and Friday, then you're cut. You don't make the you don't make the cut line. And so maybe the weekend, maybe another 60 or 70 finished it out. The first place guy that we this weekend won 1.5 million. The second place guy won 983,000 or, or 893. It was something like that. It's just like it's obnoxious amount. Just obnoxious amounts there, of money that I don't even understand and can't even fathom. Um, but I guess my point is, even me, someone who is trying to live for God and, and do all these things, can get pulled into that yeah. so easily that for the person that isn't even trying. You know what I'm thinking? It's like when they were throwing the cans or like the big tall boy can, <laughs> like 24 inch cans. They grab them. But it was impressive. Yeah, that's like 15 bucks, right? It was impressive because it was the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Um, waste Management were is obviously the garbage stuff. place. So they were like, got all of this. I'm not joking. There were 5,000 beer bottles on this green and around this green, and they got them out of there in like three minutes. They were like, man, they had the perfect people sponsoring this wow. tournament for that to happen. But it was, a, it was <coughs> an interesting tournament. But, yeah, that had my attention more than the Super Bowl. Um, but either way, they're both things that people are drawn to. I'm talking about there are probably a million people that went to this tournament over the weekend, at least five, 600,000. And just to have that kind of excitement or, you know, um, momentum or just create the, I don't know what the word is, but for people to want to know God and, and, and follow his ways as much as people would want to do that, mm-hmm. I haven't. I haven't figured it out yet. At the same time, a lot of those people that are going to them events and probably in them, I mean, they they could do this. And I would say, but if they were like on the football team, I mean, that's their job. So, but I would say a lot of people that are that were in that crowd and that were at that tournament and at that football game would believe every word that we say. Some of them are Christians and are walking with God. It's just so easy for us to just be right back in the moment and. 
I got it in mind. I'm going to see if my brain's good enough for me. If you flip to just some random thing you just thought about, I just thought about this. Because we we actually spoke about it when we came back. I thought it was interesting this week. I was talking to one of your life group members, and he was like, man, anytime Mike brings up it, he'll just say something. He's like, and then he starts like, oh, it's this scripture. He's like, he'll just flip to it and start reading it. I'm like, yeah, in the podcast, I always go to him like, what scripture is that, Mike? Tell me. Uh, I'm going to Google it, but let me see if I can find it. What is the gist of it? What are you trying to find? Maybe I can help. Uh, to lay off every hindrance that uh, with the sin that so easily entangles. ensnares us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's another one there. Uh, I know it's in Hebrews. It's just I cannot see a lot of that stuff. I've marked. See, I I probably went by. It. So there you go. See, but I, I Google a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Hebrews 12, 1. Ah, at least I had the book right. Yeah. <laughs> and that just gives me uh, where it may be going. Is it 12, 1? Uh, it, I don't know. I just typed in what you just said, and it said Hebrews yeah, 12. Yeah, there it is. Therefore, since we also have such a large crowd of witness surrounding us, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance. So you were speaking of endurance earlier. The race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith. For the joy that lay before him endured a cross and despised the shame and has sat down at the right hand of God's throne. And I guess I just realized that they say that the cross was also shameful because criminals got mm-hmm. that. Right. It's like, well, you were sneaking around stealing. Well, now we're going to put you on display so everybody knows that you're a criminal. Right. Mm-hmm. But well, we spoke about that when we come back from Christmas break, mm-hmm. New Year's. It's, it, it don't take but a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're right so it's can't. not that just because we're on doing this and we, we read the Bible and, and we can look up Scripture and then explain it and or use this to explain what's going on in life. We're, we're not immortal. Yeah, I mean, Paul said the sin that, <clears throat> that I do, I do it super easily, but the good that I want to do for God we, is we basically call that, impossible for me to do. We call that the do-do chapter. Oh, the do. That's Romans do 7. And I don't do, and I do, and I, yep. yeah, I'm telling you. And Paul was living it out. That's why we started out by saying I don't think that this challenge of trying to get Christianity or whatever to be the end thing and get more people drawn to it than they are of secular things or things that pull you away from God. It's not a new thing. Mm-hmm. And even with Paul, it wasn't a new thing. I mean, yeah. even Paul fell victim to what I want to do. It's nearly impossible for me to do. And what I, know I don't I have the good do, in me. Yeah. I can just do it like without even thinking. I'll go get that cigar and smoke it. Yeah. It just this that, there. The guy I was talking about that he was raised Catholic. Uh, I said, now, when you profess to be a Christian, because he asked, what's your denomination? And, mm-hmm. and you you know, but a lot of people listening, mm-hmm. I don't get wrapped up in titles. Right, right. I was like, I'm a Christian. I follow Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, but if you were to ask me what church I go to, I said, well, it's going to be Baptist. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. Southern Baptist thing. But go where you want to go. I said, I don't care what you follow as long as you get to God. 
uh, I said, when you profess to be a Christian, you have put a target on your back. Now people are going to be watching you because mm-hmm. they want you to mess up. And when you do, it's like, Mike, you just cussed. I'm like, you know why? Because I just smashed my hand. <laughs> yeah, I'm cussing. I said, but the difference between me and you, I'm going to ask forgiveness for it. You just want to see me mess up. <laughs> I said, you're unforgiving. Yeah. But I'm not forgiving you. you you're not seeking repentance. I am. Yeah. But I just smashed a crayon. So you see all that blood come out, man? Yeah, her. Yeah, I cussed. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. I told you before, catch me at the wrong hole on the golf course, and you'd be like, this guy is not a pastor. I don't know what. He, he needs to find Jesus. And people are like, well, he tries to it's lead like people It's like apparently to he has not punched in today. <laughs> he's he hasn't today. clocked in yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's off the clock. Uh, but, yeah, so. What, I mean, what we're like, getting at, we're not against sports. We'll no, obviously not. I'm all in stuff it. Out. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. I thought the uh, I thought the halftime show, like I said, was one of the best. Um, enjoyed every the music and all that kind of stuff. It's just it, it's having the that's not my life. I guess what I always used to when I talked to some of the teenagers at the high school and stuff, I used to always say like, listen, I listen to that type of music and all this stuff whenever I was younger. I get it. Like you're going to listen to that and watch that kind of stuff. But it was it didn't make me who I was. Like I didn't go try to live it out. Like I didn't go try to be um, any of these hip hop artists that I was watching or listening to or whatever. I was still me. And now that I know Jesus, I can listen to a song or watch this or that, and it doesn't make me any different. But the problem with that is, if I did that around the wrong person, then that's where you come to. I don't want to make my brother stumble. And so you just got to be so cautious of everything going on and who you're around and and how uh, mm-hmm. it could be perceived as we're trying to live this life because you can easily fall into any of those things. Um, yeah, and, and I'm the same way. There's the last James Bond movie. I want to watch it. Yeah. But it took so long for it to come out. I think COVID had a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's not no time to die. I can't remember it. It was a... Like, uh, Quantum of Silence, uh, No Time, um, Casino Royale, and then there was Skyfall, and then there's the last one. See, it, it's James um, James Craig, is that right? Daniel, dude, Daniel Craig. Don't get me lying. And I'm like, and I've watched background scenes on it on YouTube. It's like, man, I want to watch it. But I know what what's in it mm-hmm. from the previous ones. And I'm like, I don't think I want to watch that with my mm-hmm. son. And there's other movies that have second, third, and fourth parts to it. And I, but I was like, I don't want to watch it because I know the language is going to be in it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. So I'm like, I sure don't want him to hear it. Right, right. And I was like, I guess I'll just have to wait. <laughs> the uh, scripture that I was using on Sunday, one of the ones I use is the Romans twelve two that says, "Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind." Do you use that one? That by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what Pleasing is good and, and acceptable will. and imperfect. Yeah. So that I mean, I get that. I guess that's what I'm trying to explain is, I can be in the world and not be conformed by the world of the world. I'm trying to constantly be transformed by the renewal of my mind, uh, the desires of my heart being changed to those things that are godly things. And and you would think that a pastor or someone with the title 
well, surely all their desires are godly and they are, I'm a sinful person just like anyone else. And it's a daily moment by moment decision that you make to God in this moment. It's easy for me to fall that way, but I know what honors you the most is this way. Get me there. God, get me to there. Mm-hmm. And I said on Sunday, and it's in those moments where you're super weak and you're about to fall victim that God is at his strongest. It's in our weakest moment mm-hmm. that God steps up and shows himself so that there can be no other reason why this happened. There's no other reason why I hold the position I do. There's no other reason why you were saved from the scripture we said last week said the dominion of darkness. It's because God is God and can get us to these things and give us these platforms. And what we do with them then is on us. And what we're trying to do with them is let people just see the light and see that there is another way to do life. There's another way to lead your children. We can relearn to live. Relearn to live. Yeah. That's exactly right. And so maybe that's the, the title of tonight's podcast, Relearn to Live, because Jesus has programmed us all in one way, and that way is to live a life honoring to God by your gifts, by giving of your talents, by giving of your uh, you know, treasures, everything that he's given us to give back. And in the midst of that, we're going to encounter people that, that don't think like us, look like us, sound like us, um, will doubt everything we have to say. And in the midst of that, we can't be upset or throw our hands up in dismay that a million people would watch. They'd shake the dust off and move on down the road. That's what he told him. Go into town. If they don't accept you, shake the dust off your sandals and head on down the road. Keep on going. So I'm not planning on going anywhere. So we're going to stay here and just keep doing it right here. (laughs) Unless uh, the powers that be say it's time to make a move. And come join us tomorrow. The one way you guys. Can help us, yeah. Yeah, Bible study starting tomorrow night, ten not ten forty five, six thirty. You can come at ten forty five. We'll open the door at six thirty if you want to wait in line outside. That's another thing. You said people will plan like way hours for that golf tournament. The gates opened at seven thirty in the morning. People started lining up at two thirty in the morning and the first golfers didn't cross where these people were going to sit until like eleven thirty in the afternoon. And so it just depends on priorities man like what is what see if that was me if i told you you come to church it, at eight and we'll start at 11 you're not doing that we'll get here by 8 30 11 28 what are you talking about we're starting at 11 30 we'll see we do life group yeah okay yeah get a biscuit and gotta eat <laughs> preparing yeah see if i was at the golf thing i i'd and if i was part in that i'd probably be I'd be passed out by two o'clock. I would never make I'd it be to out. the golfers' like, game. Oh, uh, I'm telling you, the hey, sun. a game. I don't know. I passed out in the parking lot. Uh, <laughs> I, let me tell you about my dreams, though. This guy was talking about repentance. <laughs> well, uh, I had an empty Budweiser can yeah, in my hand, passed yeah, out, tailgating two. in the parking lot. So the way you can help us, like, <laughs> get this word out there and, and 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 influence more people than Mike and I can our own. Like, subscribe, share this video with other people when you're out and about. Um, Mike created these nice little um, postcards that have mm-hmm. a, a, a URL, a um, QR, QR code, code on yeah. it. Yeah, which I have to. That. I have to get turned on. I'm planning on it. Yeah. So I went to turn it on were... that one time, and the the bank didn't like it, so they shut it down. 
I was <laughs> like, I appreciate y'all being watching out. Over I said, your so yeah. now I have to call them and all that. So we can get you some of those postcards. But anyway, we <coughs> get the word out there to, yeah. to a world that desperately needs it, whether or not they know it or not. Um, we never want to be hypocritical. We always want to let people know we're, we're just like you. We're just, we've made a decision to chase after God. And so everything we do, he's got our back on and, and he's pushing us to the next level. And, and anyone can do that. It's offered to everyone. Jesus is not just set apart for the few. Um, says that any man can come to the father. Through he said, him. I'll never turn away anybody that comes to me. That's right. And so we want to be wise. We don't want to be like these foolish people we're reading about in Proverbs and taking the simple way. The Jesus way many times is the hard way. And uh, it, it creates some difficulties in your life, just decisions you have to make. But it is always the best way. And it's always the way that will lead to God getting the most glory. And so um, we would love to have anyone join us uh, Wednesday nights at 630 beginning tomorrow and then Sunday mornings 930 for a life group and then church at 1045. Invite people. Uh, just show up. Everyone's welcome. There's no dress code. Come as you are, and we just preach the truth. So uh, thanks for joining us this evening or this morning whenever you listen to this. And uh, we pray that whatever God puts in your path today, that you have the courage and you have the endurance and the, and the patience with people and just go out and let somebody know that Jesus loves them, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes through the Father but through him. So God bless, and you guys have a good one.